whitest house. Slave souls haunt the halls when the light is out. Except the blood of the poor and the white What's up? What's up? Uh, welcome uh, to this week in white supremacy. Um, we do we need a disclaimer? I think from from the gate, man. Um, listen, I'll get a disclaimer. <laughs> this week, this this week we're gonna talk about police. Yeah, yeah. We this got gonna a be the policing episode. So if you if you are a staunch Blue Lives Matter supporter, or if Opp- yeah. Oppositional uh, stances against oh, someone. Someone mute their phone. That's disrespectful. While I'm talking. Mm. If so, if you are someone who's going to be offended easily at derogatory views against police, this ain't oh, this I would. I would. I wouldn't even say they derogatory views. I would yeah, say that just you know, realistic, bro. It's just we're we're just happens. reporting on the. On I the might. News. I might have some derogatory things to say. I, I got you. I got you. Uh, well, I mean, I think, you know, looking at what's happened over the last week and, and mind you, we have I mean, this is a week's worth of stories, maybe not even a whole entire week's worth of stories. We, we really started collecting the shit on Saturday. Right. And so it is a lot of and, 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 and it's really like story after story about, you know, police and kind of folks response to the police. So we did want to say that, you know, um, that, you know, this is. It's this week in white supremacy. And this week, you know, police, I mean, it was just it was just some wild story. So you be the judge yourself. You know what I'm saying? And we're, we're going to report the story. We're going to share the story. You know what I'm saying? You be the judge in terms of what you think. Uh, but, yeah, if you are on that, you know, Blue Lives Matter, I mean, there's nothing. There's, I don't know if there's, there's not such a thing as Ain't a no blue, blue life. Lives. No smurfs. You know what I'm there's no smurfs out here, man. There, there, there are. There's there a are, blue job, but not a blue life. That's a great point, Trouble. And like you know that. what? Don't text my phone if you ain't if you got green bubbles. We only want blue bubbles on my phone. <laughs> so oh, I'll introduce myself. I'm, I'm, you know, let's introduce ourselves and let's get into it. I'm just Siri X. I am the co-founder and CEO of One Hood Media. To my immediate right or left, depending on how you look at the screen, it's your girl Miracle, the better half of the Wonder Twins. You know, the 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 darkness. The queen, also the official. Wait a second. I'm about to say, there's something right up there. The I don't know if anybody can one. see that. Oh, yeah. damn. I didn't see that. Come on, Esquire. Get it popping. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know if you can help y'all and ask me for any type of legal advice. Yes, respect yeah. that. Respect that. Uh, Mr. NLS, how you doing, my brother? Yo, it's Treble Never Liked Supremacy, you know what I'm saying? Professional drinker of water, you know, and lifetime learner. I like that. I like that. Definitely. And, I mean, you already on one, clearly. You done threw the classes off, turned them back on. What's what's, what's popping? You know, it's fashionable for Rook, Saeed with the shades, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know, yeah. So, so anyway, fashionable. Um, And you didn't have, you you put, you did, did you have that on earlier? Nah, man, I switched because we were talking about police today, and I just thought, like, yeah, you know, yeah, there was yeah. um, you want to spirit of Malcolm, 
Yeah, Dice Ross says something, man, on a Roots record. He was like, how many niggas go to prison? How many come out Malcolm X? I just thought that, you know, I had, since we could talk about policing today, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know, right here. My alma mater was books. I like that. So, yeah. I mean, you know, let, let's start with, you know, you know, we were all, you know, really, really super anxious yesterday, um, particularly to, you know, I, 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 I'll speak for myself when the announcement came, like the, the verdict is in. And, you know, what was wild was, despite the fact that there was video evidence, despite the fact that all these police officers testified against Chauvin, um, we still did not know because we've seen, you know, time and time again, police kill us on video. We saw it right here in Pittsburgh with, um, you know, Antoine um, Rose II. So, Right, the murder of Antoine Rose II on video and cops being found not guilty. So, just general, like when when you, when when the verdict came through and it was guilty, just wanted to get everybody's general reaction to that miracle. I would. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Farouk. No, I, I was I was shocked. I was. You were legitimately fully, shocked. Legitimately shocked. Like I was like you know I was just sitting on the couch waiting for not guilty on all counts. That's what I was expecting in my heart. I'm happy that it didn't go out that way, but we still have to wait to see sentencing. Right, right. Miracle? Same. Like, I did watch it live, and it happened so fast. And I was like, oh, 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 my gosh. Like, this is this is legitimately happening. But at the same time, I didn't want to, like, put a damper on how people felt, but, like, within an hour we knew there was another police shooting right so it was just like celebration okay maybe something maybe maybe people will like be like black people actually matter instead of being like black trauma needs to sustain these movements and maybe also seeing black people actually making uh, some headway in the legal system will mobilize and invigorate people to keep fighting for justice and before we could even have those conversations, it was like, oh, somebody else got shot. So it was like very, very short lived for me. Yeah. And, and, and we're going to get into that because that was, you know, you know, from from what we heard, it was like right either right as the verdict was being read or right after you had this police shooting um, in, in Columbus, Ohio. Um, that definitely, you know, um, and, 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 and I think you were right. Like a lot of people talked about like, this isn't, you know, I think, um, you know, Keith Ellison, who is the, um, the, the, the AG, um, in, um, in Minnesota talked about this isn't justice. This is the accountability. Like, it's not, you know, this isn't justice, but this was at least this, um, police officer w- was being held accountable. What were your thoughts, Trouble? So I had like, a couple of emotions going on. It was like a dynamic thing. Um, at first, I was happy to finally see a cop get um, held accountable. But then I was like sad because I was like, damn, like we got to celebrate them doing their job. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, we right. have to we have to celebrate a cop being held accountable in 2021. You feel me? It's yeah, like that. When you think about, like, what that means socially, it's just like, damn, like, we still have a long ways to go. And it's like, I know we still have a long ways to go because it's like, yeah, this cop was held accountable, but I could still leave my house and get shot by another cop and he find a reason to get off on it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I I saw one uh, tweet. I think Khalil had put up 
of young black motivated kings and queens where somebody was saying, like, think about all those families that experienced that not guilty. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, 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 and kind of, you know, how all of these traumatic experiences like brings that back up. Um, and, but you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, like, you know, like when you have videotape evidence, when you have all of this evidence, that person is supposed to be found guilty, but you know, and I think it was police officer. I want to say it might be either less. I think it's less than 1% of police officers are actually found guilty and held accountable. Um, so we were going up against these tremendous odds now, what, you know, and I, I, you know, I felt relief. I, you know, I, once the, the verdict was announced, you know, it was a lot of, um, you know, media people kind of, kind of hit me up like, Hey, would you want to comment or you want to comment right after the verdict? And, you know, my response was like, I didn't, I just, I, 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 you know, the fact that we had to be like almost held hostage, you know, was, was super frustrating. And so I felt relief, but relief, but with the understanding that, you know, the system that produces these police killings and the system that allows these cops to get off is still intact. You know what I'm saying? That we didn't break that system down. Now, shout out to those folks that organized and, and Melissa on the ground um, and, and folks that really, you know, put pressure on the system. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that happened, you know, you know, and I don't I don't want to kind of compare this to the OJ verdict, but it was it was similar to stuff that like white people, particularly it seemed like racist white people were really mad. Like instead of saying like, you know, the justice system worked, we saw, you know, kind of your, your regular racist, right? Like Ben Shapiro put something out when, you know, um, um, Don Lemon of CNN said justice was served. He responded like, oh, I wonder if you wouldn't have said that if the, the, the situation was reversed. Of course, he wouldn't have said that dumbass. like it wouldn't have been justice. Like the cop getting off wouldn't have been justice. But, you know, it was like racist came out. Tom, Tommy Lauren, who is just, you know, somebody that really exists in the space of to kind of like wait for these moments to like say some bullshit and put her name her, out her there. Existence, her existence revolves around mediocrity and mayonnaise. <laughs> like she is the champion of all things mayonnaise and, and sure. it's just like the echo chamber that she exists in is like muted until some shit like this happens like you said she lives for these fucking moments she lives for these moments to to be racist and was racist saying like this was your justice it wasn't a collective community justice it was your justice um the the, the los angeles raiders or the las vegas raiders put out like a, a thing that said i can breathe Tucker Carlson, right? What Tucker Carlson. What the fuck? I can breathe. What were they trying to say? Who, who knows, man? I mean, I, you know, like you know, you have white people trying to like, and not to say you know, white people can't tweet this moment, but you kind of had like you know the mayors and the governors and all these businesses kind of like putting these statements out around George Floyd. You had you know Warner Brothers put out a statement, and people was like, "Well, this black man who just appeared in Justice League just talked about right. how racist you were, and you didn't do anything to mitigate these problems." So this was the Raiders trying to be like, "Hey, well, hey, we can breathe," and it's like, but I don't think that's appropriate to say in this moment. You know, white person, like relax. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of had all of these things, but just like you said, Tucker Carlson had a kind of ex cop. Like, yeah, Tucker Carlson lost his fucking mind. He actually had an ex cop on the show saying he thought it was excessive force, and Tucker Carlson actually got mad at him and like Mm -hmm. cut him off. And now all of a sudden, who's going to be a cop? But I did want to ask you this question, uh, 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 Miracle, and I'll I'll come to Miracle first, but I want to ask it for the panel. You know, 
there, there was this uh, uh, um, idea. All of these white people were talking about that it was this was public pressure. Like this wasn't actually justice, but this was a jury understanding that if they had a found um, um, uh, Chauvin not guilty, that the whole country would have went up in smoke. Was that the case? Do you see it uh, like that, or how how should we respond to people who have that critique? Um, first of all, this case is not happened without Keith Ellison. So, for the breakdown for people who need to understand, what they did was like first and second, and uh, almost like involuntary manslaughter. All of the other charges, when we think about what happened here in Pittsburgh. When we think about, you know, even Rakia Boyd, when we think of even like George Zimmerman and all the, uh, you know, a lot of these um, white supremacists who've gotten off, they've gotten charged with the highest level of murder. These True. prosecutors have overcharged these cases so right. that justice um, could not even be in the conversation. What Keith Ellison did is uh, uh, give actual charges that could be proven, number one. Number two, no, every single time there is a high-profile case, there are threats being made. There, There is pressure. There is media coverage. We wouldn't have crime TV and court TV and, and all of these cr- crime shows and pundits if there wasn't going to be media pressure. So, no, and at the same time from... Uh, Rodney King, um, until now, we see people get off all the time. So this was not a, a caving of pressure. This was, and I also say if, Sh- if Chauvin would have shot George Floyd, we would have a different conversation, right? Because sure. there's a possibility he would have he would have walked in that because he would have feared for his life. What he did was choke him out. And there were other police officers, other EMTs, other first responders who tried to engage. And more so than upholding the system of white supremacy, what these officers and EMTs did to this one officer was so absorbed on power that he not only failed to follow protocol, he failed to respond and listen and engage his fellow officers. And that is a problem, right? So when we're looking at all of these moving parts, it isn't that people were going to burn because you know what? The people burn and riot. And let's be very honest. When there was a football game a few days ago, people were burning, rioting and looting. People only care about riots and violence when it's done to further black liberation and black causes. 100%. Nobody is scared about black. Uh, nobody is scared about violence until it has a black face. Let's, let's be very, very clear. Like January 6th wasn't that far away. So, Stop trying because you're actually seeing the fruits of, 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 of black people being in positions of power, of black organizing. Stop trying to attach it to violence or attach it to something negative. This man messed up on multiple video cameras. And according to some folks, the, the, the worst video camera footage hasn't even be, been made public. The footage of George in the hospital or in the EMT and all those other type of stuff. So we haven't even seen the, the worst and most vile of the footage. He got convicted because it was nine minutes. Eric Garner was over seven minutes. After Eric Garner, we know that you shouldn't be out here choking folks. It's it's very simple. And that is why he's in jail. Had he tased George, had he shot him, we would be having a different conversation. But the reason he's in jail is because A, the black Muslim attorney general did his job and charged appropriately. Not only did he charge appropriately, if you watch, and you can compare this to um, 
the the trial of Michael Rossfeld, whenever the defense put on an argument, the state counteracted it and rebutted it immediately. They did not wait till the end. They did that. They did not put on like a piss poor performance. They had experts after experts, and and they were on cross. Um, they were able to seek to sow doubt from the very beginning. They did their job. Now, if other prosecutors had did even just a fifth of what yes. the Minneapolis attorney did, there would be more convictions. And so I want people to like, um, if they can, go back and read the trial transcripts, specifically of the defense witnesses who were talking about the carbon monoxide and all this type of stuff. Read that cross. What the state did was basically say you're full of it this is not why george died and they didn't wait to put on like a, a person said well perhaps and if, and again i would compare these transcripts to michael rossfeld transcripts and it will be right. night and day um in regards to what the prosecution did no i, I remember um the case of um i, I believe the, the guy's name was michael nunn who killed jordan davis because his music was too loud and that was one of the things the prosecutors Florida did. They overcharged him and and he and he got off and they had to come back on appeal and they had to do 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 that. Like they were kind of put in a position where they're forced to do right. And he eventually got convicted. So that's one of those things. And I think, um, you know, but but is there is there anything wrong? And I'll, I'll come to you, uh, uh, Trouble and Fruit. Is there anything wrong with like, you know, the you know, I, 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 just like you said, to me, that's that's. um that goes to the organizing that folks have done around this issue. That goes to the fact that, you know, when we saw that video, um, you know, there were protests in, you know, in every city protests around the world um, based on that video. So I, I don't, I don't think that there's a, that's a bad thing that they know, like, okay, if he's found not guilty, folks are going to be in the street. You know what I'm saying? Like folks, folks are, are saying like, no, we are collectively as a country and even people overseas willing to hold these people accountable for what you're supposed to be doing. If you're not going to hold them accountable, then guess what? Ain't going to be no work tomorrow. Ain't going to be no work tonight. Is that necessarily a bad thing? I don't think that's a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm starting to, you know, get a more nuanced view of what's good and what's bad. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like that shows that, like, there are people out there who had the heart, courage, and love to stand up for the rights of not just one person who died, but a group of people who keep dying, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And applied the pressure to a system that kind of needed that pressure, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, for them to have, you know, gotten a guilty verdict to avoid that uproar, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, That's that shows the effect of, like, putting the pressure on them, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're going to be watching, they're going to be listening, and they're going to make sure that demands are met when they know that there's going to be, like, swift consequences, you know? Absolutely. Now, we, um, you know, I, I know normally we do Karen of the Week later on, but, you know, there was also some, um, you know, some other, you know, misplaced responses to the George Floyd verdict, and one came from Nancy Pelosi, um, who is, you know, over the House um, Democrats. And this was Nancy Pelosi's uh, response to the George Floyd verdict. If you could uh, uh, run that, John, and, you know, we can, if you have not seen it. So, again, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom. How, how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. 
I can't breathe. But because of you and because of thousands, millions of people around the world who came out for justice, your name will always be synonymous with justice. Yeah, I, 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 think, we could, I think we could stop it right there. I mean, Nancy did not <laughs> understand the assignment. And but there's one thing that Nancy Pelosi will do, as she's proven already. She's going to white woman. She's yes. going to Karen when given the opportunity. And from the kneeling with the kente cloth that nobody asked her to do. Yes, we to, certainly did not. We we ain't need that, Nancy. Like, and you know that was I mean? that was in response to George Floyd. Remember that was in response. Right, that was all, you know, all got together and they all put the kente cloth when on they, when they did the mayonnaise Lion King. You know what I mean? In the house, we we didn't we didn't need that, right? We ain't need that. But this right here, it's like you know, to say George Floyd, God bless the dead, God bless the dead, and you know, let's 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 hold space for his family too. Absolutely. Was a martyr. This nigga ain't had no choice, man. Right, right. Like George Floyd no. didn't go out that day. He didn't try to throw his body in front of something. He you wanted I mean? to live. Yeah, like, the fact that she said thank you for calling out for your mother. Like, the like most that was a vile that was video. That that was a vile statement. That was despicable. Like, thank you for calling out to your mom. I, the, here's the thing. Miracles say this shit all the time. And I'm going to paraphrase my sister. Stop giving white people the benefit of the doubt. She knew what she was saying. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, Nancy knew what she was saying with that. You know what I mean? And for her to come out there and say, thank you for calling out to your mom. Yo, this is what we, like, they have. I mean, let me stop because I might say something wild yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And you, you want to kinda... say some stuff. Go ahead, and I'm, I'm gonna come to Miracle so, after uh, after you trouble. John, I want you to pull the video back up real quick. I want to show y'all some. You know what I'm and bring it back, like bring it back to like the beginning of her saying like thank you. Okay, we we producing on the fly. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah, you get your, get, you're getting your production <laughs> in trouble on the fly. Well, let's, I just want to show y'all. I just want to show y'all. So, so while he's doing that, I did want to come to Miracle. Why, why, why are you doing that, John? Um, I did want to come to you, Miracle, because you, you know, a lot, there was like kind of like this sentiment, and it was like mostly white people about like George Floyd sacrificed for justice. And, and you kind of had a, a different take on that idea of like he sacrificed his life for justice or to help America be better. <laughs> Um, what I would say, and I said before, is that for some reason, when violence happens to black people, we kind of do this Christian liberation theology type thing where it's like, oh, they sacrifice or it was the Lord's will. It was predetermination. We try to mystify black people when they are harmed. And it is incredulous to me that we do not see how violent it is and how we're also justifying harm to black people. Like right. it, this, it's okay. This black person sacrificed. They had their Jesus moment because now all these white people understand anti-blackness. Now all these folks understand what's going on in the world. He sacrificed for our, no, he did not. 
He was murdered by the police. He he was tortured. He was choked to death in right. a street for no reason. And nothing that we have passed, nothing that we have written, nothing that any of these politicians have even moved to do has right. even began to prevent what happened to George Floyd from happening again. And it is quite disrespectful. And I don't understand why people of faith keep being so heavenly minded that there are no earthly good to sit there and justify this violence as it is some predetermined there is no silver lining to violence there is no silver lining to police violence there is no silver lining to state violence because it shouldn't be happening and it is very tragic that we keep trying to tell people that this is the way we have to grieve we have to sit there and we have to lionize folks instead of actually organizing and galvanizing against white supremacy right right so um, we, we, we read each trouble. So you're going to break it. All right, so let's show and tell. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's break this down. Break it down. So start it. So again, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. All right, you can pause it here. So this, this is about to show you why, one, you should mean what you say. And two, if you don't feel what you're saying, it's going to be obvious when you start speaking, especially on live television, you can play it again. For being there to call out to your mom. How, how heartbreaking was that? I posit your mom. She was clearly freestyling there. She did oh, not yes. mean to say that shit. You know what I'm saying? She said it and instantly thought like, damn, I shouldn't have said that. That was dumb. Why would I thank him for calling out for his mom? Why would you? That is a great question. And I'm glad that that question visibly made her uncomfortable because then she tried to call out for empathy. Like, oh, how hard is that? He called out for his mom. No, we don't feel you, Nancy. We, we feel don't. how uncomfortable you are because I was fucking dumb. Play it again. Um, I can't breathe. But because of you and because of thousands, millions of people. So look at that. Pause world. it again. That's like a classic white people move when they don't know what to say anymore. They start doing this little like <laughs> tense shoulder head twitch. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like she clearly knew she fucked up in this moment. You know am I the only, <laughs> am Yo, I the only one? Am I the only what? one that got Donald Trump vibes from that speech? Like her speech Big patterns. Donald Trump vibes. Like, can, her, uh, we're we're her done her with this. Her speech patterns and everything like that were off. very Trump-esque. You know what I mean? Like... Someone said that was a Trump statement. I, yeah, like that was a Donald Trump statement, man. Like I got heavy Donald Trump vibes from all of that. And again, it's just like, you know, we don't need that. Th this is intersectionality. White people need to learn that they don't need to center themselves around all of this shit. Like we need allyship. That's performative. If anybody was 100 percent, that's that's performative. Like if anybody was confused on what performative white allyship looked like, Nancy Pelosi always understands that assignment. She will always be able to give you some performative white allyship and come through and say, you know what? I'm a white woman. The shit out of this today. She going to find my, some Kente cloth. Yes. She going to find some Kente. I, oh, yeah. What did they, who yeah. gave him the Kente cloth? I'm still. I, I, I hope they I hope some they, intern. Whoever did. I hope they charged them like five times, whatever the Kente cloth. Ten yeah. times, whatever the Kente, you know Kente what? cloth cost a thousand dollars per yard. I hope they I hope they got their money. That's what I bet what happened. It was the Black Caucus who was about to go through their stuff. They were out there walking in the hallway, giving each other kente cloths. And she passed by and was like, what are y'all doing? I want, I want to do that, too. That sounds so cool. And then just, like, invited herself out. 
And then that, like, clearly, because that's, in my mind, that's what happened. Because you know that, like, oh, my God, black people are having black people meetings. What is happening? And that, in my mind, that's what happens. And you can't tell me different. Like, they were just on their way to do their little stand, the little Solange moment. And she just was like, ooh. I want to come Did you get me one? Yes. Yeah. So, so, so to keep just to, um, you know, and, and you, you touched on it earlier, Miracle, um, you know, right as, and this is kind of that, we weren't even black folk. If you wanted to celebrate or you wanted to feel some type of relief, we had literally maybe about a half hour, 45 minutes before we got reports that a young black girl, Micaiah, uh, um, a Bryant was shot by the Columbus, uh, a Columbus police officer um, right after the verdict was read. Um, you know, the story that we're hearing is she actually called the police um, because you know, she was, you know, getting jumped by some girls. Um, you know, the police showed up and it was very, very similar to the Tamir Rice where the police jumped out his car and immediately, you know, opened fire um, on on this on this uh, this group of black girls uh, killing Micaiah. Um, you know, this is coming on the heels of, you know, uh, Adam in Chicago, a 13 year old black boy that was murdered. There was a young uh, 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 brother, 17-year-old Anthony Thompson Jr. in Tennessee who was murdered by police. Um, Where where, where do we go now that, you know, before we even had a chance to say, thank the system for working, here's another police officer clearly going beyond what he was supposed to do and shooting and killing um, this 16-year-old young girl? Let me say this. How trash do you got to be as a police officer if you can't stop some girls from fighting or just some teens from fighting, some children from fighting without clapping the skank? Like, how? Tr- what does that say about your ability to police? And furthermore, what does that say about the system and the training of police? I say this all the time. When you a hammer, everything is going to look like nails in it. Like, yeah. if, you're, if, you're, if your response specifically to black people is this shooting? Because I was going to say, man, it's really it. It seems that the fear comes from black. Like we saw all these videos this week. Uh, you know, we, me and you talked about a video in production, Farouk, where you saw a white guy who had his hand on a gun and told the threatening the shooting officer, threatening the shooting officer, to shoot you. I'm going to and shoot. they and they let that white guy drive away. We saw in Minnesota, they didn't even right chase after, him. Right. Didn't even change. We, what we saw right after Dante Wright was killed in, 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 in Brooklyn Center in Minnesota, we saw a white guy literally drive away with a cop hanging out of his window. He was not shot. And so mm-hmm. when you see, just like you said, when you see he pulls up to a, a, a group of girls fighting, a girl has a, a girl has a knife. You, you supposedly have all these less than lethal or non lethal remedies. Why would the first thing, but it seems like when you see black people or brown people, like the first response is, is black and brown people. I'm getting my gun. And we had talked about it, you know, miracle, the, the last show about like when the black guy had the, when the white guy had the gun, it was all the questions. Black guy, had the gun, police didn't even ask him no questions. They put handcuffs on him. This to me, this is just a white supremacy inherent to the system. He saw black people fighting. He probably didn't even look at if it was women or men. And his first response is most times police response is a, is a pull out shooting. Um, you had something. Facts. I mean, he wasn't even on the scene for like, um, like seconds. Eleven seconds within, like, right. And so this idea that like you know you're coming to a fight, 
Also, for background, Ohio is an open carry state. Ohio is a state where you can actually use violence if you are being assaulted and attacked, right? And so you know that there's a fight going on. You know that this stuff is happening. You're not even able to give commands, but your first instinct is to grab a gun. is very problematic. And the fact that if you watch the video, it seems very weird. And I was also thinking about like adultism and how we think that like uh, darker-skinned black girls are older than they are, are bigger than yes. they are, and how colorism played a factor in because like the first girl is white and, and white passing or white presenting, um, and then the other, and so you see him first reach for the gun when the other girl is over there. And so I'm also wondering with all of these factors that came into play for the for these split second decisions. And then when she shot, like no one knows what to do, right? These officers aren't responding. They're look he's like, What should I do? How do you know how to shoot someone but not know how to get render first aid? And again, as we know, I am a person who believes that the escalation. I have been in situations where there's been knife fights, gunfights whole jumping situations um, and so I don't I'm not talking about things that I wouldn't do myself and, that, and I just think we keep thinking that officers should be doing more if they're going to be these professional trained public servants right and, and, and be paid thousands of, you know, uh, you know, sometimes six figures right to do this job and this is you know the Columbus Police Department that just you know killed a, 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 a guy a, a older man Maybe like what, what like a few months ago, and and it was very similar. The the man opened the cop shot him immediately and killed him. Now that police officer was fired, but we don't even know if he's going to be indicted um, or, or or tried. It's looking like they're trying to you know back this officer, protect this officer, just like you said to say, oh well, well she had a knife, but just like you know I agree with you, Miracle. There's been plenty of times where we broke up fights and people had knives away. I mean. You know, I've seen this happen in the schools. Like, come on, man, really? Like, that's not uh, a, a, a. And he didn't even say stop, police. Like, police, I'm here. I'm the cop. Stop, everybody. He didn't even try anything else. His first response was just murder. And and the people keep pointing out this is the same police department who, like, four days ago, allowed an actual full-on riot. Literally allowed a riot in the street. Who on like a couple of days before that was taking a helicopter and flying through black neighborhoods, uh, spelling out CPD on on the radar screen. So this is we're talking about all of these resources that go into policing black folks, but not into yes. helping the black community. And we also got to think about this girl's a foster child. Like, what does that also play into? Um, the, this, the need for support and who is she calling for support and if you watch again the video it makes no sense because there's actual adults who are on scene who do not who, are, who aren't engaging as much because they're waiting for the police to do something so it sends this right. idea again that who do you get to call when you're black when you're a black woman and you need help and, and a black girl right. and you need assistance or a black trans right. woman and your life is in danger like who do you call if the, when you show up the police are going to shoot you right I mean we had a case in Pittsburgh where a homeowner called the police because his house was being robbed and they came and, and killed him and I think you know you have this um, where just like you said so you have you know and 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 you have all these cases where you had 
Um, the, the, the young white boy that was killed by the police, they said he had a BB gun. You know, we saw, you know, Roland Cairo, um, who was 13 years old, who the police actually said had a gun and was in a position. And this was another thing we talk about, like police lie, like, po- like, like police actually lie. Right. Because in the case of Adam in Chicago was 13, they told us for three weeks that he had a gun and was in a defensive position to shoot the police. We watched the video. It, he had both of his hands up. His hands are empty. Right. In the case of Anthony Thompson Jr. in Tennessee, they said he had a gun, and they actually said he shot a police officer. Come to find out, that police officer actually shot himself mm-hmm. before then he shot Anthony Thompson Jr. And so you also not only see like this is and and to me, there's no other word to describe it but terrorism. You know, you're flying helicopters over and over black communities. You're, you're, this is terrorism, pure and simple. You coming in our communities like that, that's, that's terrorism. But then we're also having these police like actively lying about mm-hmm. what happened. And in, in, in the case of Chicago, you have this black queer woman mayor who's who's police officers. The, the, the worst case about this might be the worst case of identity politics I've ever seen because this woman is an enemy of black people, pure and simple. I don't care. Who's in his life? I don't care who she related to. I don't give a damn. Lori Lightfoot can go to hell with all these other people. Um, and so what do we what do we make of this where we not only have police killing children, but we also have them like actively lying about what happened. Um, and then all these facts come out and and it's like we, we can't even do anything. There's supposedly body cameras footage of what happened in Tennessee that they still will not release. I, it shows me that like they don't care. They just don't care about human life. You know what I'm saying, and it's like they care about certain human life, but it's like I and say they, they don't care about. You know, it's like I say they don't care about human life because if you care about human life, period, no matter the color of the skin on the human in front of you, you're going to try to pick the route that will sustain that human life. You know what I'm saying? But you have these cops who I don't even know if they know how to show compassion towards another human being or like their idea of compassion is just like a very, you know, a very skewed view of what it means to actually care about another human being. Right. Well, it's compassion when the white guy is like driving away with the cop attached to a truck. Like it's compassion there. It's restraint there. And that's the thing. It's like it's restraint showed when Cal Rittenhouse has a a fucking machine gun and is walking down the street after shooting three people there. They didn't even arrest that dude. It, we obviously saw compassion in the Capitol riots because we watched them open the gates for these white people and we watched them let them go. We watched them calmly walk out of the damn state Capitol. And there was restraint shown there, even though officers died. So we know cops can show restraint. But what they never do is show restraint towards us. Statistical and property policing, right? You're valuing, you're valuing reports as we've seen with the George Floyd case. When we see the actual police report versus the footage of what that looked like, the police report itself was what a measly, poorly constructed two and a half, three paragraphs versus nine minutes worth of footage, nine, right. you know, nine plus minutes worth of footage. You're giving these reports and basing your actions off statistical probability that have time and time again proven to be false and 
false equivalencies as something that you always say black as simple as simple as black and white people use drugs at the same rate right yeah imagine of the crime percentages then that are purported that black people commit at a higher rate that's right. that's inaccurate so these statistics they're placing them in in the hold as a place value for human life i'm not right. killing a black person killing a statistic you've already like the the protocol the training right. has dehumanized us to them they've you they've created 100%. propaganda they've created right. copaganda they've created all of these things that strip away the humanity of the people they're policing so therefore it's a lot easier to disassociate their life and devalue their life when you end it because there's no there's no response to try to preserve it. You are eliminating a threat. You are eliminating yeah, a yep. target. You are eliminating a uh, 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 something in the way that's less than human. So when this congressman says that three fifths of a man, that amendment wasn't racist. It lets you know that it's not a matter of racism. It's they're seeing it's white supremacy. It's True. them seeing us as less than we're subhuman. We are relegated True. to being subhuman. So it's so much easier to police subhumans than it is to have community policing that shows empathy. Right. And 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 you talk about, I mean, you know. The reason that, you know, we talked about it before, like if you're a black a man in Pittsburgh, you're six times more likely to be arrested because the focus of their policing is our communities. Of course, and like if you focus all your policing on us, guess what? You're going to find more drugs if you focus your policing on us. You know, but but if you're a white person, you're not the, you don't have to. The, the scrutiny isn't there. You're not just being pulled over for nothing. I mean, we saw a case. When we talk about policing children in New Jersey. And this this was a video went viral where police were like arresting black youth because they have bicycles in a white neighborhood. This was after we saw this, you know, white sergeant, you know, harass this young black dude for just walking through a white neighborhood. Apparently in this area in New Jersey, they actually like passed a law that said you, you can't ride a bicycle in this town unless the bicycle is registered to the police department. And so you see on it like like and so you see on this video and and I, I, I want folks and I wish we had the video that like this is what police do with their time. Police is not they're not out solving no whodunits. Right. What they're doing is uh, just harassing black people. And so you had a situation where these young people, these three black children have bikes. The police take their bikes and arrest one of the kids because he's protesting. Why are you taking my bike? Oh, your bike isn't registered in this town. And so these are the type of laws that we see. And this goes directly into kind of that idea of policing that you describe. And this is one of the reasons that we began to focus on media, because we understand that it's a lot of times media building these attitudes about black people. This one narrative about black men this one narrative about black women. And so now when you see us, you know, you automatically put us in this category when we want to talk about. I mean, we how we got here was criminal. I mean, we. I mean, we. I'm. I'm gonna pass the mic because I'm. I'm getting kind of. I'm getting kind of hype as well. Uh, but I think that any- I, I think like what you said is very important, right? Because I think yeah. also we have to bring up that why are these bikes? Why is this law said these bikes have to be registered? Right? What's happening in Philly? What is what is even our local officials talking about with uh, cracking down on ride outs, cracking down on bike culture, cracking down on ATV? Right. 
criminalize and regulate the way black youth, black kids are able to engage. And so when we wonder why kids are fighting, when we wonder what why kid, what are kids about to do because they have nowhere else to go, nothing else to do, because even here in Pittsburgh, they couldn't even go into stores downtown. Like our kids are banned from going into stores, from going True. into restaurants. They, they, they have nothing to do but stand outside and wait for the trains to start running. And so when we're seeing kids act up is because we have literally criminalized allowing kids to be kids. They can't ride bikes. They can't dance in the street. They can't, they can't sell lemonade. They, they, they can't go, they can't go skateboarding. But then when they join gangs, the streets won. Then, you know. Then when they have people looking out for them, oh, they're under a bad influence. And so we literally right. have to have a conversation about how we are literally policing black and brown youth and forcing and forcing these officers to engage with them. And in reality, it's all these mayors, it's all these county executives, on these city and county right. councils who pass these legislation that close schools, close parks, but force kids to be out with no support and resources. Right. And, and, and I think on that, you know, we, we, it's on these school boards that also get these police out of school. I mean, think about your, you know, you're, you're a student that has seen what's happened over this week. You've actually seen police kill actually people your age. And then now you have to go to school where there's actual police officers there. I mean, one of the things that we saw happen on the scene after the police killed Micaiah was police starts talking about Blue Lives Matter right on the scene and so i mean all of this you know needs to be changed and needs to be changed dramatically um so I, we're not even halfway through i mean we only got i mean this is going to be a longer episode if y'all want to rock with us rock with us because one of the things i want to ask you about miracle because i've never seen this now you know because of what happened with Dwayne, uh, i'm sorry dante right because of the george floyd trial or i'm sorry the the the, Sh- the uh, chauvin trial you know, Minneapolis, St. Paul, that era was really turned into a police state. You know, we saw like it was a church where the church was, I guess, helped out people in the community and the police went and just surrounded this church with, you know, it looked like to be maybe 500 police officers. They're all in their, 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 their vests. You know, we saw police officers beating up journalists, throwing journalists on the ground, tear gassing journalists, not caring that they're identifying themselves. I mean, we saw like tanks rolling through uh, Minneapolis, but I would, you know, I've seen that before, but I've never seen the scene that was at the officer who killed Dante, Wright, Kim Porter's house where the police actually came or the city actually came and put concrete barriers around this killer officer's house and fencing and I, and, and and you know this is where and when we start to get like who like you know i, I think Paris one had a song called like, who protects us from you like we're not protected we like we got killed we're getting violence done to us but how much did that shit cost all right the city took money resources to actually put concrete barriers and fences around a, a, a city. She don't even work for the police no more. You know what I'm saying? She's not she even resigned. No. Yeah, she's you know a civilian. She's a civilian. She Have you ever seen anything like that, Miracle? And what the hell can you do about this? Um, well, people, I'm totally different. Um, the appropriate traditional response is if you want to. Do something you have to vote people out who are making these bad decisions um 
other people say you have to burn it all down. But what I would say is just to understand that that made absolutely no sense. In Chicago, they were using the dump trucks to block the block in highways. Um, in other places, they're using, I and mean, even here when we were uh, protesting in McKee Sport, they were using like the dump trucks and the school buses um, to prevent right. protesters from parking at certain places. It's violence. This is what systemic white supremacy is, and people have to stop making excuses and thinking it's just the police. It's every single elected official. It's every single elected position that goes into supporting up and, and lifting up these systems of white supremacy. The fact that they literally took construction materials to this woman's house when people didn't even knew, know where she, like you made her a target. Like you told people she lives here. Like y'all did y'all could have get put, moved her to Florida. Y'all could have put her in a witness protection program. The you know, the government here, but like they're here just owns all these cities. I mean, all these buildings and houses and apartments. They could have relocated her and her family, but they decided to waste thousands of dollars and then they're gonna turn around and say they don't have enough money for books. They don't have enough money for affordable housing. They don't have enough money for food. And like, here we are. It was absolutely ridiculous and, and made no sense because the threat against her lives wasn't even there. And that's not even proactive. Like they literally could have just moved her to a different location and put out a press announcement that the, the officer has been relocated. Y'all put a target on her. Right. And her family well, I mean, and the rest of the well, people I mean, in the neighborhood. Right, but That's I think beyond that, no more association rules. Like it's right. so much stuff that is happening, and it's just like, right. But, but it's like beyond that, right? Beyond that, it's like she's not even an officer anymore. Like he was like, what? When have you ever saw like the police? Here's a civilian that you know is on trial for something or going on trial, being indicted. Like form some type of protective barrier around this person. Shouldn't that be her cost? If she's in fear of her life, you look, look, you shot somebody. Nobody shot at you. You killed the boy. You know what I'm saying? When you were supposed to be training another officer but couldn't tell your taser for your gun. And so I've never, like, like if you your life's in danger, guess what? You got a pension. Take your ass out of the country or somewhere else. If you feel like you're in danger, why should citizens have to pay for the foolishness of her right. terrible behavior. Her te- Could you imagine somebody else doing a horrible job and getting fired? And because of their horrible job and getting fired, people are mad at them. And we're going to build a wall on a goddamn house? For what reason? I'm sorry. Go ahead. See, this is. Oh, sorry. Yeah, good. No, I was going to say this is this is the importance of ending qualified immunity. Because if there was personal liability insurance against these officers, Right. right. She would have to pay for that. Like, you know, I, I don't know what the, the, the demographic is of Brooklyn Center. I do, I'm not even going to pretend to know, you know, the economic disadvantages that black and brown people are facing there. But, you know, property taxes and all of that shit. But that all comes out of taxpayers money. That all comes out of just like, you know, your pockets are going to pay for that. And this officer. At the very least of all, the department should have had their funding cut because they should, you know, if, if we had immunity 100%. cut for these officers, if we had these liabilities and these insurances in place that come and fault the individual 
and fault the department, not the city, not, you know, have their lawyers come and arbitrate it, but the individual, then we will really, that, that's, that's how you, you know, attack that shit is through the finances of it. But as Miracle said, you made this lady a target now, right? Like we, you know, the average person, they're not taking the time out to find out her postal, you know, her postal code and all that shit. But I'll I tell you what I know what to look for now, if I ever wanted to, it's the Fort Knox looking place. It's the place of like Guantanamo Bay. That's what, you know what I mean? I'm going to go there. You know what I mean? Like, now now I know to firebomb that shit if that's the type of time you want. You know what I mean? So, allegedly, JK. Allegedly. Being facetious. They they keep showing us their position. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that was a move that definitely showed us what they prioritized. Because you have this officer who killed a citizen. And in that moment, they showed us that they know that she was wrong. But what they did to combat that, instead of, you know, eradicating the systems and beliefs that made it possible for her to do something like that, they went and protected her from the consequences of her actions, of her negative actions that they knew were wrong. You know what I'm saying? You you, you on it today, brother, because, I mean, that's that's exactly what they did. Like, you're, aren't you supposed to protect the citizens? Like, shouldn't a citizen, shouldn't like, imagine like if we took that money and gave it to Dante's family, like what, 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 what would that mean? You know, if we, if we looked at them and looked at them and followed up with them and checked on them, you know what I'm saying? Instead, but it shows you where your priorities, you're going to protect this officer, even though she don't even work for you all anymore. And it just shows like where your, where their head is at. And it goes to, you know, and, and just speaking of the protest, because you know, we got we got so much, you know, two stories also came out this week around police and protests. Right. You had in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Police Department enlisting drug federal drug agents to infiltrate protests. It says that this was uh, made public by Citizens Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, D.C., that the Philadelphia PD, uh, police requested the D.A. to Come into Philadelphia. It says dress in a fashion that will allow you to bend in with the crowd. Um, the purpose of the request is to identify protest leaders, agitators, and individuals who are inciting violence and and and, and destroying property. And then um, I guess the DEA Philadelphia wasn't the only place that the DEA did covert surveillance on people protesting. It also happened in places like Chicago and Albuquerque. So now here we are. You know, exercising a right that we said we we inherently supposed to have, and here is the police requesting for people to infiltrate our protest, which we already knew was happening. You know, but all so we are you know comments about being under surveillance and about cops trying to dress like us and coming into the protest. If you thought that, will- oh, we know that happened in Pittsburgh, Cameron. We, we know. know. What, what was we know what was- that movie with um, Queen Latifah and Steve Martin. Y'all remember when she was Bull- trying to teach him how to be down? Was it? Was it? Uh, not Bullworth. It wasn't Bullworth. It was. Um, it was. But yeah. that's our reminder. Like what? Like what is the shopping experience like for police officers when they have to get like a wardrobe? Like do they have a, like how do you sign to be, like the stylist for the police? Like do you get like Cuban links? Like I just, I just want to know like what that is. Bring it down yeah, the house. Bring it down it? the house. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Like really dress in a style. Like what? Everyone all black. Like I just don't get it. So at the end of the day, it's a waste of resources because number one, the majority of organizers they tag the flyers. 
they introduce themselves on the mic. They what? say who they are and how to contact them. So it's like, why are you wasting all this money, number one, to be like, who is this person? Number two, we know state surveillance is real. We know Quintel Pro is real. We know all this stuff is real. And that is why we always tell people to be very safe and not to engage the cops when they come. This is the most ridiculous thing, but you want to know what? If you want to stop violence, if you want to stop people from burning stuff and rioting and looting, how about you just stop killing black people? It's very simple. I mean, it's like, like, the simplest of simples. How about you just invest in black communities? Give, you know, let education be a human right. Educate folks, feed folks. You know, I think, not really sure, but I think the Black Panthers gave y'all a 10 point program to follow. Very simple, you know, can block by block, community by community. And you won't have to like call in all these resources. You can be on vacation, you watch TV, the news, and not be stressed, not have to argue with your your, your kids' friends and stuff. You can literally just go about your day because nobody would be caring because you live in a world that's equitable for us. So instead of sending all these people to harass us, take pictures, create portfolios, how about you do your job and make our community safer by investing right. in our communities? No, just thought. Right, Possibly. right. And it's like, instead of like brutalizing us for responding to police brutality, like we're, we're responding. And, and then to, to think about like somebody frustrated and wanting to change the system because you saw your family member or somebody you love get killed by the police. And now I'm being infiltrated. I'm being surveilled. I, I'm being followed. And it's like, it goes back to Trouble's point. How about, how, hey, DEA or whatever agency, how about you actually investigate the perpetrator of the crime, which was the actual police department? Just imagine if those resources would spent, infiltrate them, just put a uniform on. You know what I'm saying? Well, just imagine how different the system was if they used that, that money and that will and that, um, uh, um, and that initiative to actually change the police department to one that's not white supremacist and racist like we could go about and guess what we all could be just eating and doing whatever we want right now wouldn't have to have this show and you know what that would be fine with us we go and watch whatever tv show we want to binge on and enjoy the rest of our lives that'd be fine with us you just brought up a really good point you know what i'm saying because like now i'm thinking like why don't they you know because they, 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 they dress in, bro, they, they dress in regular clothes to try and infiltrate these protests. But it's like, why is nobody dressing in cop clothes and infiltrating the system to see like exactly what the problem is, exactly where this belief is coming from? You know what I'm yeah. saying? And like getting the ones who actually don't value human life the fuck out of here. Because you know they all think like that, and that's the problem. Because that's like it. now you're you're actually talking about dismantling the whole white supremacist system, mm-hmm. and that means these racist white people that want to stay in power will have to give up power. Hey, bro, if we was gonna do that, hey, guess what? Hey, guess what? Trouble. If we was gonna do that. Guess what? We could have did. We could have arrested all the motherfuckers that ran into the Capitol on January sixth. They out. They not even in jail no more. They out kicking and having a good ass old time. They all went down there and they all broke the law and it was like, yo, arrest us. And we couldn't even arrest them. It's, it's evident. It's nuts, man. Well, you know, if you ever watch like Law and Order and anything like that, right? The police don't even like the fucking police. Like whenever Internal man. Affairs Bureau come through, the police, the cops don't even like cops. Like, and you've seen that shit at the Capitol. Cops is fucking up other cops. Yes. And that's yes. the thing. Like, that should let you know right there if your own kind don't even want to be around you, maybe 
You should take it back to preschool and figure out how to work with other people. It's not rocket science, yeah. but the, the yeah. fact of the matter is, is the system itself is created to allow murder, to allow all of these different things, bro. Like, you know what hey, I mean? Hey, like, I'm just saying, speaking of law and order, that hey, we gonna have to, we gonna have to call to call these niggas in. You know, hey, you can't do this no more. I know y'all making money. I know y'all been doing this your whole lives. We can't participate in no more copaganda. I might have to start a petition. ALL and IC. Hey, look, we love you both. Like, let me just say it for this no diss. We love you both. You cannot do no more copaganda. We we need to boy like black actors, directors, all that. It needs to stop. If you want to do like Denzel, you want to do a training day and show like how real a corrupt cop do that. Ain't no more copaganda, man. Yeah, like seriously. That might be my that might be my petition. The yeah, we need we need that sound bite of Ice T from New Jack City. That's what we need. You you know the one. No, no, we don't, Farouk. So I need that. I need that sound bite, man. I need that, John. Uh, John, I need you to get that with me, bro. I'm gonna no, you kill don't. you so bad, my no, dick's no, you don't. No, no, you don't, brother. Okay, no, you don't. He should have been banned from y'all. there. That's a, that's from a movie. It's called New Jack City. All right. So look. So oh, look. Man. Um. Right. And so. Speaking of locally, you know, and uh, uh, Cameron, thank you for joining us because you're on point right now. Um, you know, one of the things that broke locally. Oh, don't don't get of, me started on that shit. Speaking of Pittsburgh and protests, Pittsburgh and protests, right? That the Pittsburgh police, Pittsburgh police, Farouk, we focusing on police this episode. Police. The I Pittsburgh mean, police, these niggas are police. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, right. We already know that because they infiltrate infiltrators. We already knew that. Cameron broke that down. It's infiltrators. We already know that. But now the police, the Pittsburgh police, and it's kind of wild, right? Like right now, the Pittsburgh police, in the midst of the the Chauvin trial or the Chauvin trial, in the midst of all these things going on, they decided, yo, what we need is some weapons that we can use on protesters. So they ordered a whole bunch of grenades and, you know, smoke grenades, flash grenades, quote unquote, less lethal stuff. They ordered a whole bunch of this stuff. And you cannot tell me this is not because they see something on the horizon or they saw folks. One, shout out to, to APA and all those groups that organized that Freedom Corner yesterday. Shout out to all of them. Thank you, um, 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 Black Lives Matter, Southwest Pennsylvania, all the folks that organized that. Shout out to them. But you can't tell me that this isn't a response. They see what's going on. They're getting ready. They know folks is ready to get back in the street. How should we respond? Uh, I'll start with you, Miracle. How should we respond to the Pittsburgh police basically saying, yo, we got to order a whole bunch of flash grenades and smoke grenades because black people might start protesting again? The first thing I was like, I like to request my file because I'm pretty sure they have some really cute photos. And like, I would like to see those. Number one. Number two. Why? Like, like, what was the like? Like Cardi, like what was the reason? Like, what was the reason? What? What was why? Like all of this stuff you ordered. Who? Who? Who are you planning to use it on? Because obviously, yeah. it wasn't the reopen PA folks who came with weapons. It wasn't Certainly the people not. who came with guns who said it's time to overtake the system and, and nope. take y'all out. So I'm, yeah. I'm confused about who all you these were trying Trump, to choke. Trump protests, you know, and, and the global things that happened wasn't them. 
in a global pandemic where there is a respiratory illness, I'm trying to figure out who you were trying to use grenades on and tear gas and smoke bombs in a place where like lungs are very important. You know, I'm very confused. So I would like to know that. And again, as we're moving to this community policing model, you know, because, you know, we're all one Pittsburgh and we all work together. I'm so confused on why you're stocking up on ammo to do war with your neighbors. And, you know, the people, you know, the people who are just like everyday good citizens, I'm confused. So I would like some, you know, explanation of like, was it a mismanagement of funds? Did you like see grenade, but you thought it was like grenadine and, you no. know, you just got mixed up for the weekend? So I would, you know, I'm very curious about this because like, why? You're supposed to be well, doing well, this community policing model. You're supposed to be doing all this training. All this stuff you know, so I'm I'm confused because you're doing the hard work. I saw the video. You're out playing, ba- doing basketball and food drives. Now you can play books. chess. You can play chess with the cops in Market Square, like you know. But I think Wait, it's, it's funny because oh yeah, you can go yeah. play chess with the cop, chess or checkers, or whatever with the cop. Yeah, but this is the wild thing, Miracle, is that we still and I, you know, I, I know I've said this a lot on the show. We still don't know what happened June first. When the Pittsburgh police decided to use these non-lethal weapons on peaceful protesters in East Liberty and hit people with rubber bullets, hit people with tear gas, lied and said they didn't. Right. So our our, our mayor came out and said he promised an investigation. And that was June the 3rd and guess April 21st. And we still but we know we got to re-up. You know, we got to get some more. It was just it was just flavored smoke. Flavored smoke. Yo, I want to talk about Virginia's point because that's that's exactly what I've been thinking about this whole time. It's basically like, so their preparation for protests isn't to listen to the demands that we have about how brutal the police have been to black and brown citizens. No, they're, they're like, they're not like, hey, why don't we just give them a reason not to protest? Instead, they're preparing for these protests by buying more weapons to further brutalize protests who are protesting against that same brutality. Right. Well, that I mean, sounds were, counterproductive as fuck. Hey, hey trouble. They, we we said, hey, defund the police. Hey, we need less police. And basically, they said, nah, we're gonna we're gonna give more money to police. But you know what? We will defund. We'll defund the office of equity. Y'all got y'all got a little bit too much equity. In <laughs> I mean, it's like a it's so funny, but it's real. Like y'all, you know what? We don't need all that equity. You know what I'm saying? We need more police. We need more lethal weapons. Equity? Nah, we don't need that shit. We'll, we'll kick rocks to that. You know what I'm saying? And so, you're, I mean, it, it goes to like it's, it's like it becomes comical. And it would be like if people's real lives weren't affected in the way it was, it would be comical. And, and you're 100% right. Like, we all know we got surveillance, whatever folders. We got all types of stuff. You know what I'm saying? We got all of that. Um, did you have anything, uh, Farouk? Man, fuck them niggas. It, that's good. Okay, so I think. Okay, so we're 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 almost through. I know we're over, but if you're still hanging with us, but we did have the report. Speaking of protests, right? So uh-huh. we did have this police officer. Whoever whoever went into this Kyle Rittenhouse GoFundMe or Christian Mingle, whatever it was, somebody went in there and they imagine, got all imagine. The that's how you met someone on Christian Mingle. What's that got to say about you? That your that your likes and, and interests is Kyle Rittenhouse. Like Kyle imagine, Rittenhouse, like 
Like, you know what, what I mean? Like, is that a hackers? hashtag that you search for on that shit? Like, Hey, See, I, I, I knew know. Christian Mingle wasn't shit when I seen it in all those commercials. Bro. It was. It wasn't really Christian Mingle though. I'm just. I oh, forget I what the Christian. It's it's a Christian crowd. I was about site, to say, like, and I don't know what it's called. So I don't know what Christian, Christian Mingle. Yeah, I'm about to say. I, just, I said, like, I just, yeah. I just called it Christian, Christian Mingle. Mingle but this, and but, but like one of the one of the hackers, whoever one of these great hackers, I don't know if it was Mr. Robot, whoever, basically released all the information of people that donated to Kyle Rittenhouse. And guess what? There was cops that donated oh. to Kyle Rittenhouse, and there we was a police officer. Water is wet today. <laughs> Water is wet today. <laughs> but this one police officer in Virginia, he left him a message. So he couldn't just donate. He couldn't just like, if he just gave Kyle Rittenhouse his $25, $100 and walked away, that'd have been fine. But no, he felt the need to give Kyle Rittenhouse a message. And the message was, all uniformed police officers are with you. You did nothing wrong. Now, mind you, this was a 17-year-old white kid that drove Not across state lines with Not an a illegal cop. weapon and shot unarmed protesters. This is what he did. But to, in the eyes of the police, he did. Not only did he do nothing wrong, not only did this cop who's an internal affairs police officer, take that what you will, and a sergeant, but he also said all the police are with Kyle Brittenhouse. Now, he was fired. You know what I'm saying? His name was put out there. People organized. Shout out to the folks in Virginia organizing. He was fired. But what in the hell? Like, this is what we've been saying. Like, these cops are racist. Oh, they're not. They're not racist. Oh, they don't care. We don't see color. But yet you're donating to Kyle Rittenhouse and saying all the police officers are with him. You see what I hear hear when I when I see shit like that is that basically these cops wish those rubber bullets were, you know, metal. Yes. Were real. Yes. I feel like yes. they look at Kyle Rittenhouse and they probably feel this sense of, ah, oh, damn, like, he's doing what we wish we could do. You know yes. what I'm saying? If we could kill protesters, we'd be doing it. Like, that's yes. exactly what I hear when I hear them praising him and telling him yes. that he did nothing wrong, telling him that they stand behind them because they wish that they could do what he did that day. Yes. The quote was every rank and file police officer supports you. Don't be discouraged by actions of the political class of law enforcement leadership. Every rank and file police officer supports you. That was this officer's message. Um, it Miracles. I have a problem with these officers co-opting progressive language and organizer language, the political class, since when have you cared about the political, like why, like number one, number two is the idea that he got caught because he used his official, first of all, he was on his official work time with his official work email, sending money to defendants. Uh, talking about we stand with you like what happened to like waiting for an investigation and and waiting for the facts to come out during trial all this type of stuff i'm very confused about that but there's also this idea that we keep trying to say please do not like black folks you know in in general type of generalities in the schools they're taught that black people are criminals that black people are violent all this type of stuff we say this as black people and then we then have officers themselves like come out. Um, I don't know if we're going to do the Oath Keepers clip or not. And, and yes. they come out and they say they are white supremacists themselves. And yes. I want to know what is the next step? Because I feel like we yell so many things. It's like yelling into a vacuum. And then when it's like, oh, you were right. 
and then we just go out about our day. But it's like you right, right, for four right. years since twenty twelve when we all died. You said that like we have been lying about right. police officers being racist, and now we have once again the fact that they're now active white supremacist trainers and right. teachers. What are you going to do about it? Like our I, lives are, are, are and our safety and and just our ability to move. It comes with the permission of police because the police can stalk us every single day, arrest us every single day. So, like right. now, what are you doing now that you know there are active white supremacists who are right? And, and and for those that don't know what, what Miracle's talking about, one of the founders of the Oath Keepers was on CNN, or I'm sorry, on 60 Minutes. And in this 60 minute clip, he actually talked about how the police were training these Oath Keepers. So here you have. You know, rank and file police officers that obviously, like Trouble said, you know, you support Kyle Rittenhouse because in your mind, these people that protest the police are worthy of death. Regardless of what we're peaceful, regardless of the fact that we're angry because of what we saw, the brutality we see, you hate people protesting. You think, well, I mean, we all should just, you know, you, you should have carte blanche to do whatever you want. So they supported Kyle Rittenhouse. Not only did they support him shooting people, they didn't even arrest him. But the, 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 on 60 Minutes, the head of the Oath Keeper actually said the police department is training their militia. And so that's a great question, Miracle, because we've been saying, and you know, the FBI did their own report that said white supremacist groups have infiltrated the police. We saw police also not, you know, they, they donated to the cop that killed, that shot Jacob Blake. So here we are in Pittsburgh, right? Here we are with one of the highest activities of white supremacy. Here we are with a situation that happened in, in, in Vandergriff where a young brother was just sitting in a restaurant, mind, like minding his own damn business with his girlfriend who had a service dog. And this police officer just happened, just, you know, wasn't even, he said he was answering a call for marijuana, goes into the restaurant, you know, harasses them because they have a service dog. The girlfriend takes the service dog away out of the restaurant, still demanded that this black man leave the restaurant, demanded that he show him his ID, demanded that he um he he checked his name against warrants. And the restaurant owner said, we didn't even call this motherfucker like the restaurant owners was like, we didn't even know why he was in our restaurant. And so what, what do we do? I never liked oh, Vandergrift. When I went, they were like, it, it, it always had Don't a go to super racist. You know what I'm saying? It always had a super racist vibe. As soon as you drive in, as soon as you see that sign, it's like, ooh, like, black people Vandergrift. don't belong here for real. It sounds racist. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Like, I thought it was like some far place. Apparently, it's close. Yeah, but, and, 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 you know, they're talking about they're going to talk. The officers on paid leave. Does it mean anything that, like, Miracle? That the officer, the Virginia officer was fired that gave the Kyle Rittenhouse. Does it mean anything that like, you know, there's officers on paid leave, but these officers are being investigated at this point? No. <laughs> I like, you know, I, I, I don't like to be the Debbie Downer of the group, but like yeah. Dr. Bay was saying the other day, like, we gotta be honest, he gets fired, so now he's gonna have a GoFundMe. Now he's gonna be on Fox News. Like he and, and another police department's gonna hire him. Like no, like his life is set. He's now he's gonna be attached. He's gonna be the next Tommy Lauren. He's gonna have a podcast. He's gonna have a book. He's gonna do a book tour. And I'll talk right. about cancel culture, and he'll be just fine. Like white, these white supremacists are out here being bankrolled, 
and it's just like they don't care. There's no standards. And usually, I feel like it's like we've been bamboozled. Like I feel like it's black right. folks who were told that all of these jobs were like so prestigious. You had to work so hard to get these jobs. You had to be the cream of the crop, the like to the top of you know the class to get these jobs. And now we see that these people are just like trash. And it's just like they're here doing all this stuff, messing up our lives and at the bottom of the yeah. barrel. And here we are now just having to deal with the idiot. Like that man was ha- having a meal with his girlfriend in an ADA accessible, compliant way and had this officer who's had a jacket, which basically means who's had charges of his own in the past, come and harass him for no reason. And no, no nothing's going to happen. And then, and then the 911 call. Right. And our no, mayors right. and the county officials like, oh, Harrisburg has to do something about it. And Harrisburg right. is going to say, well, we don't know what to do about it. And we're just going to still be here in these situations until somebody decides to stop um, and fix it. Right. And I, and I think, like, you know, the call, the 911 call was like for marijuana. And it's like some somebody was smoking, like, who can't, like, somebody smoking marijuana outside. Of arrest, like who cares? Like if marijuana is decriminalized and somebody calls and says, "Hey, there's somebody smoking marijuana outside of a restaurant," so what? They're outside. Guess what? Keep walking. Take your ass home. But it's all of these low-level things that police find themselves in, and guess what? We the ones end up getting harassed. And you said it, miracle. Like where is cancel culture? Because you know the guy, the, the one of the officers that killed Breonna Taylor has a fucking book deal. He killed Breonna Taylor, and this is why these motherfuckers got to go to jail. You know what I'm saying? But even then, you know what I'm saying? If you don't go to jail for how long? I mean, go for a while. Because if you do one or two years, you get out and you do, you know, the book deal tour. But literally, this is not like not, not not makeup. One of the officers who killed Breonna Taylor has a book deal. But you want to tell us about cancel culture? I mean, this is it's 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 insane. It's insane. We, you know. We still got to wait for the other officers involved in George Floyd's murder to go on trial on the 23rd of August. True, and true. that's, you know, and, and people with, you know, yes, Derek Chauvin was the perpetrator. Yes, he was the executioner, as it were. But he was still supported by this cast of wastemen, right, that we yeah. still got to put on trial. And we're, there's no promise that they're going to see sentences jail time or or charges you know i I don't know if keith ellison is handling this you know inshallah that you know that we get some justice across the board unilaterally but when it comes time for these officers with these jackets and all these offenses and and things like this and they're getting their book deals and all of this um it, it shows america's still infatuation with police right and as we were children there was a game called cops and robbers but you're misinterpret you're misunderstanding this game it's not cops comma and like oxford comma and robbers cops and robbers are the same people right if you look at the rampart division if you look at all of these uh, occasions with policing across the board it doesn't matter what city you yes. have corruption at its core hey and real, we- real quick Real quick, as you talk about that, right now in Virginia, in Fairfax County, they have to dismiss more than 400 criminal cases because a police officer, Jonathan Free, Free, um, was also, um, 
stealing drugs from police property, planting drugs on innocent people, stopping motorists without legal bias. So I just wanted to co-sign what you said. That also happened this week. That 400 I- cases have to be re-adjudicated because it's crooked cop. Also, I had a hotline one time where I said, ain't no more cops and robbers. The cops is robbers. They're on the block with prior filling slots for lockup. You know what I'm saying? That's just a little... I said, I said, bars. I said that, you know, bar. like bars. that That was good. That was good bars. It was good bars. Good internal rhymes. Um, yeah, yeah. I had my case overturned because police tampered my evidence. When they confiscated me allegedly with a firearm, there was allegations that I discharged said firearm. However, when they retrieved said firearm that was allegedly on my person, it had a full clip. Some police officer took ammunition out the clip. Oh, I was I was able to walk off of that. Right, that goes back to to the to the lying that police can do. All of these things, yep. right? Absolutely. Four hundred cases, bro. I'm trying to chill because it's Ramadan, but I'll kill these niggas when that's sundown. That's a Dave East yeah, said, yeah, man. Yeah. L- yeah. Larger baby, and he wasn't but, even like, thirty years old. Like the officer was like a, a young officer, a freshman officer, and he was out here like planting drugs on folks. And it's just like uh, state police do it. Like it's at the end of the yeah. day, I think that we really have to reimagine what our our systems and our sense of love and justice and second chances and accountability is because we like. <laughs> 400 cases? How many lives was that? How many people their whole futures have been like interrupted, if not almost destroyed? Yeah. I, I don't know what the answers are, but we really, I'm about to be like, listen, we really just gotta free all the guys, close all the prisons and free jails, them all. like sit down for like yeah. two or three hours, two, two or unless three years you, and write unless, unless you participated. Out. Unless you participate in the Capitol riot, then your ass got to stay. And unless your name <laughs> is Derek, unless your name is Derek Chauvin, your ass got to stay behind bars. You know what I'm saying? But I think we really need, like, I know if you're, uh, no, they probably seven years of jubilee. I really think we just need to like in- institute some type of like automatic expungement program because clearly we're not right. getting it right. Like clearly, right. like every every from Alabama to now, like we, we keep getting these stories and we're waiting for stuff to happen here in Pittsburgh, we're waiting for all these ex- exposés to come out. It's just like, at what point do we just say, you know what, we messed up, just bring people home, we're going to fix this, and we're going to try again, because right. this project is a failure. And what, 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 what are they going to sentence him to? What, what um, I mean, I, you know, they're saying... Yeah, right. Some, no, where? He get, like, what, like, what type of a facility oh, oh. will he go to? Oh, I mean, you know, that's a great question. I mean, because I mean, he's going to be in PC. He'll be in a minimum to medium security prison. You trying to go out like Lil Boosie did? Lil man. <laughs> nah, man. Listen, I might, I might just fuck Lord. around and catch a charge there one day on accident. No, I might have not. some speeding no, tickets. No, you're not. No, you're, you're not. You, that, that, you think they're going to let you get close to uh, Chauvin? He's gonna no, be. I'm, he's gonna be. As I well say, he's in PC. Protected. He's gonna be in PC. Well protected. But this is the you thing, I mean? and you know his sentencing is in eight weeks. And but I think like and and it, you know like I said, going back to Trouble's point, like why do you, you know and, they, and, and, like and, and 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 so, right, why do you say stuff like that? Stop that, man. Stop. <laughs> um, um, you're not being a twin when you say stuff like that. Um, so look, somebody had mentioned. I guess they're gonna the, the federal government said they're gonna investigate uh, Minneapolis Police Department. You know, like. 
you know, we just had a situation. I guess our last cop story was this, you know, poor black child went over his friend's house and didn't know his mom was a police officer. And he said something about Black Lives Matter and then she lost her damn mind. <laughs> I like went off. But like Trouble said, like we know that these officers are their races. We just had a situation here in Pittsburgh where they got into the um the Facebook page and all these cops was on there saying racist stuff. So at what point, like this really, is Pittsburgh? We, yeah, Pittsburgh, Facebook. The Pittsburgh cop Facebook was exposed by the AP, and all I didn't even these notice. local cops. Yeah, all these local cops were talking about Black Lives Matter and we thugs and we criminals and just like this woman who screamed on her son's friend because he happened to say Black Lives Matter in her house and she's a cop. And so at this point, and and I just want to say this to we're just waiting for the next. Like this, if this is the attitude that they have towards us, and it goes with what Trouble said, and you're not spending no money or resources to root out these racist police officers from your department, these officers that are training oath keepers from your department, because I think Vandergriff, wasn't that the Vandergriff police officer that went to the Capitol? Wasn't he in Vandergriff that went to the Capitol, right? Oh, shit. I and didn't so- even know that. So if you don't do that, we're just waiting for something crazy to happen here in Pittsburgh. And best believe what's, when something crazy happens in Pittsburgh, are they going to try to reform it? Are they going to try to change No, they're going to break out all of them damn gas grenades that they just got and use them on us. And me, that's the cycle. This is Go something ahead. that's real about this show. It's like this shit is real triggering, right? I'm, I'm real as it. I'm super agitated because I just, you know, I have a very personal stance on police that has been whatever, right? And I'm making jokes and everything, but it's the, it's the only way that I could keep from really exploding on the inside and melting down about this because, 100%. like, as someone who's been victimized by police very, very, you know, way too many times I can't account. I'm not going to speak on all the anecdotal issues. I still have my life with me, right? Yeah. And how many people do we talk about on the course of this show? We've been on almost a year now that have been murdered by police over the course of this show yes. that we have to talk about. And yes. we we were all, I think I speak for all four of us, very cognizant of avoiding the Derek Chauvin trial and only talking yeah. about it on Wednesdays because we yeah. need time away from this. And the reason we I have understand. this show it's to bring awareness to the issues. Yeah, absolutely. But it's also, it's the same axiom to laugh to keep from crying. Like, this shit is heavy. Like, we got to deal with this every fucking day. And the fact yeah. that our reality is, at, at any given time, any black person you know can be gone, Thanos yeah, like snapped out of existence by police, and, just and for being why, black. And, and and like you said, that's why we had this show, because it's really a call to action. Like, we got to do something. What we can't do, because if you do are black or brown or have black and brown people you love, it's really one bad day, quote unquote, or one, you know, racist cop jumping out of his car. And, and then it's, it's a wrap for us. And so what did Uncle Shannon Sharp say? If, you, if, if you're not upset right now, if you're not, yeah. if you're not being an ally, you know, you don't have black friends, you know, black people. Yes. Right. You know, black people. And and then, you know, somebody mentioned today, like, look, if you don't try to argue to justify a black child being killed by police, I want nothing to do with you. 
Nothing. Absolutely nothing to do. Don't come around me. Don't say nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. You know what I'm saying? So we're not going to go there. But we do. It is. It is therapy. We get. We do get a lot of stuff out. I got my ranting on. I'm gonna, you know, break my fast and and uh and 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 get my and get my food on and kind of relax. Um, you had something miracle. Well, I was gonna be negative, so I'm gonna. Come with I just want to point. I'm gonna. I'm so sorry, y'all. I just want to point out. Like yesterday, there are five people, including Makaya Bryant, who was killed by police. Today, yes. there were like allegedly three, maybe even four people who've been murdered by police. So the system is not stopping. But on top of that, we're talking about that woman who was meeting her friend, engaging her friend. We also got to talk about like the domestic violence and assault and family violence that happens in these officers' homes and how this whole system is traumatizing everyone, officers included, right? And I really, I, I think that at some point, we're going to have to admit that policing is an abject failure, that prisons are abject failure, that jails are abject failure. All of us have been victimized because of police violence. All of us have gone through certain situations because of police and police violence. Some of us on us for on the screen, right? And so we are talking from personal experiences because we understand what happens when police shows up in people's in people's homes. Um and what we are calling for is the people to actually engage. Don't just like watch the show, get entertained, get outraged, but also like call, talk to your family members, talk to your friends, talk to your, your you know your local elected officials. You know, today in St. Louis, um, Mayor Tashara, you know, she just defunded the workhouse, right? She literally is showing what can happen when people organize and fight back and come together. And so there are so many wins that are happening, whether it's the closings of the jails, whether it's the, the electing of progressive folks, whether it's the expansion of mutual aid, there's so much on the ground work that is happening. So yes, we are fighting, you know, these systems of white supremacy, but we're also winning because now we're talking about, you know, the George Justice the policing act really basura what we need to be talking about is like the breeze act that's out here that's going to defund the police that's going to support communities that right. is going to you know leak bring into um safety planning actually impact the community members and it's going to stop officers from buying these non-lethal but lethal weapons it's going to it's going to stop the the, the militarization yes. of the police it's going to the police out of our schools and our homes and our communities and so there are things that we can be pushing and so i don't want people to always feel discouraged or or feel like right. all they have is, is violence there's still things that you can take to overthrow the system through 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 working and organizing and mutual aid and those types of things right and and, and we did have I, th- I think it was um you know uh county council women um uh, Liz Bennett and Bethany Howland that actually tried to prevent uh, the county from buying those type of less lethal weapons. And so we just we need more. You know, we need to elect more folks that are willing to take those stands and demilitarize the police. You know, what I'm saying those are some of the things that we need to do. We got a vote coming up May 18th. You know, we need to get active. One more thing before we go to our call to action, in our book, uh, you know, Brett Favre, I guess, just came out and said that, um, you know, uh, Chauvin didn't mean to kill George Floyd. Hey, well, guess what, uh, uh, Brett Favre? Check this out. That's why a second and third degree murder, homie. You know what I'm saying? If you understand, like, obviously you got hit in the head a lot when you was a quarterback. That's why a second, third, it didn't matter. He killed him. And guess what? The motherfucker's going to be in prison. So we can go, we can just move on, Brett Favre. Whether or not that you believe that or not, 
You know, I could have, damn, I was shooting in the crowd. I shot somebody, I killed somebody. Guess what? I need to be accountable for that murder, whether I meant to do it or not. We don't give a damn. You know what I'm saying? Remember remember when Brett Favre got caught sending his small dick to people? (laughs) I just want to know what That that statement screams small dick energy. (laughs) Why? He did, though. He did. He did. Why can't people see the humanity in black and black in black people? He was, and, That's why he was early on that. Brett Mike, Favre was Mike. early on that. Yeah, man, listen, Brett Favre's like you gonna see these three inches. You go, you you gonna see these three. He pause, was early pause, on pause, that. Pause. Early. He was early on that too. You know what I'm saying? That was before it even became popular. Brett Favre was a pioneer. <laughs> pioneer in penis pics. There goes our grant funding. For the next fiscal year, gone. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right. So anyway, uh, we needed to, we needed a laugh. <laughs> and now you guys talk about the good book. I am, <laughs> bro. It's crazy to think that I'm the youngest one here. <laughs> <laughs> you are by far the most mature. <laughs> Trouble is by far the most mature. I, listen, I say this all God, the time. I am basically, I am, I am a 35 year old teenager that pays most of his bills on time. That's, that's how I'm super immature. So we we have, Um, yes, yes. I want to get to to the call. We do have a call to action. Can you talk a little bit about our, uh, let's get back on, talk a little bit about our call. Wait, wait, let's do our, um, our white pages. You have a white page. I think think we should do the call to action first and then we can, we can, you know, we can have enough separation. Enough space. Okay, so our co- talk a little bit about call to action. Small uh, so, dick in America. Um, <laughs> see, as I said, there is a lot of mutual aid work coming on, and people are coming together at this time. Um, there are two organizations that are Ohio based. One is the Community Care Collective, and the other is the Central Ohio Freedom Fund. These two organizations work to uplift uh, Black organizers, Black protesters and black community members as well as impacted folks and so our call to action is if for those of you who are financially um, able to is the please to support these local um, Ohio organizations um, as of yet we have not seen cash apps or GoFundMe's directly for the family as of yet and so what we want to do is support these local on the ground organizations who are um, supporting the organizers and the protesters um, with education resources housing um, food bell funds all of that so please support um, these uh, two funds because you know it is you know it is ramadan and you know people you know especially you know charity um with housing and food is one of the things we're supposed to be doing for this ramadan um and so and 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 real real quick like i just want to repeat like because facebook is blocking the link for whatever reason if it says facebook said the link goes against community i don't know so if you're watching on facebook it's central ohio freedom fund.org Go to centralohiofreedomfund.org, and that's where you could support that. I just did. I did just did want to echo that. And the um, community care collective. I, I'm so I don't know what you know. Facebook stay hating on us. Yes, like they're racist. Yes, tech. they're racist. That's a conversation they're, for another day. Hundred percent racist and tech. And so white pages. You got our white pages. Saeed with the shades. Yeah, man. You know, I actually can read and I can read pretty well. Um. 
I know I say this all the time that I can't read on here, but man can you read. You got the man. you got you got the uh you got the um the holy Hooked Quran on phonics. Uh, auto audio audio book holy Quran. <laughs> you got it on audio. I actually do. I actually do <laughs> in English and Arabic. Um, but today, yeah, today's book is um towards two words sacred activism, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yo, just... <laughs> 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 we got to give you the book. We got to give you the book. But 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 wait wait wait. wait. No, and it's I just want to point out that that you let them know. Let people know you're a Muslim because I don't want nobody to say we out here being disrespectful. Yes, yes. I mean, is a Muslim. Yes. I, I have been. I have been. What? I can't be black and Muslim. That's. I can't be black, Arab, and Muslim yeah, on this I'm, show. I'm, I'm, I'm black and Muslim. You cracking well, jokes, yes. holding the book. I just want to. I mean, sure. listen, listen, I don't want no smoke. Yes. Yes. Right. Listen. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. People, people attack me for everything, but no. So, um, it's it's dope that we got a book like this, and, and large up my brother Mustafa for dropping this off to me. Um, towards sacred activism by Dawood Walid. Um, what, what something that always gets called into account about super religious people is that we can't show up authentically for intersectionality. And this specifically references Ayas and Surah um, and, and, and just um, Hadith about showing up for the LGBTQIA community, about coming towards activism from an Islamic standpoint, but also authentic and not challenging the Quran, not challenging the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad about activism, right? Is how we can show up authentically for our neighbors. And as the Prophet Isa uh, said, peace be upon him, you know, um, love thy neighbor. I think that was Jesus who said, love thy neighbor. You know, absolutely. Yeah. One of them niggas with a beard. But he said, love thy neighbor. And <laughs> so that's what we're trying to do with this sacred activism, man. We come with two words, sacred activism. And yes, I, I do want to have a conversation one day about like people that like post just Jesus all day and like never get involved in like in like can't like, make the correlation between like Jesus being killed by the state and, and, and George Floyd being killed by the state. I just find that. So, I just wonder. I find it super, super weird. It's su- and I just, you know, I don't know. That's you know, because they let him take the proverbial wheel. I'm saying they believe that Jesus is just going to deliver if, their blessings to their doorstep. Yeah, but if you let yeah. Jesus take the wheel, you'd be a revolutionary. You're not like, like you're not actually letting Jesus take the wheel. And I, like, it, and that, to me, it just makes me question like your understanding of like what Jesus actually did. Understanding of the Bible, like this ain't you know we we beyond like summer uh, uh, Sunday school. Like this is the real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just, it's just weird to me that people can't make those correlations and be Christians. And it's just all about Jesus and love. And yeah, that's just my little two cents. So anyway, thank y'all for staying with us. If you stay with us the full hour and 40 minutes, you know what I'm saying? We appreciate you. If not, you know what I'm saying? You know, hopefully you'll go back and maybe break it up into two episodes and, and listen to the whole thing. And you know, if we offended you as a police officer, that was not Good. our intention. We want to see you do your job in a non-racist, actual protecting and serving way. That's what we would like to see. And we would like you to see, you know, you know, petty, you know, somebody participated in sex work. That's not a crime. Somebody should be arrested for. Go do your job. So um, anything else? Oh, oh it's, it's, yeah. we got other shows. Ask, ask a black doctor tomorrow. 
we got to ask my doctor, you know, I feel, we're talking about obesity tomorrow, you know, I feel a type of way, yeah. but I'm going to let it go, you know. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, no, I mean, a miracle. <laughs> Please feel free to join us at Ask a Black Doctor. We are talking I'm about there is a, cor- doc- there is listen, a correlation, know. you know, it came out in the time. That is why I am eligible for um, the vaccine because I'm, you know, I'm an obesity, it's on my doctor, to say. Um, so so it, says, it, says, re- it says regular exercise presents against severe COVID. So, yes, we will. Yes. We <laughs> Listen, I, I, I exercise again. all the time and I got COVID. But you oh, didn't get the oh, severe COVID. You know what? I you didn't wish get you the had. One. I don't know. I so, had... Were you in the hospital? No, but I could have been. Almost. He wanted me. I um we should have had we should have had like a time. Bro, I was fucked up. I was, I was fucked Farouk up. Mentions he had COVID. Oh, we had that <laughs> drink. Drink when Farouk says he has COVID. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, was, I, I was just I was just Everybody speaking in context. That's all. I was just speaking in context. Saeed with COVID, but anyway, so join us at the um, Black awesome. Doctor tomorrow, seven p.m. And then this Saturday. You the one year popping? anniversary. Tell us what's popping, Trouble. Feel me? So this Saturday, right? We've been doing this slam for a year now. And this Saturday, we'll be celebrating the first year anniversary of the slam. We got some amazing posts. We have some guest judges. We got a DJ. Bro, it's popping. You don't want to miss it. I promise you. Hey, hey, you know what, Trouble, man? We might have to up the prize because it's the one year anniversary, man. We might Ooh. have to We might have to do that, man. We, let, let, let's talk about that. Um, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We might have to up the prize, man. So, um, yeah, yeah. So join us if you're not registered yet. Register for the Poetry Slam. It's on a pop in one year. One year. Last thing, tomorrow at 6. Yeah, yeah, now Because y'all get mad because y'all said I'm wrong. That's the tomorrow at 6 with Take Action, Mon Valley, Zoom, Western Power. I believe that's it. We're talking about how to build your own table. So what to do if you want to run for office. Um, so turn in tomorrow at six on the Zoom and take action, Mon Valley. Um, Facebook pages will be. You yes, you actually can run for some offices. Um, as a true, you might need to. You need hey, you in Wilkinsburg, bro. You could might need to be mayor. That bad. <laughs> hey man, the current, hey, the, the current listen, mayor ain't running no more. You know what I'm saying? Like Marita's not running. I don't think so. I think <laughs> she's she's, there's no way. There's no way she. No, no, I don't the current mayor is not running. Yeah, she's not running again. So look, you could be mayor of Wilkinsburg, but you that know, shout out to uh, shout, shout out to Veeam because I really do, I really do love the work Veeam does. Of course, you know we love Take Action Mon Valley. Um, and then of course we love miracles. So those are three reasons you should tune in tomorrow. And is it where it's on whose Facebook? Veeam's Facebook? Uh, Veeam's, Veeam and Take Action Mon Valley. Veeam Would anybody vote for me? Uh, I would vote for you. Nobody white and a cop. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no white people who work his back anyway. <laughs> nobody, that, nobody that likes Brett Favre is going to vote for you. <laughs> they mad as hell right now. Uh, how are you going to be mad at me, Brett Favre? got a little dick. That's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs>
Come on. It's Ramadan. Stop that. Stop that. You was over here saying all the cuss words tonight. You said every cuss word ever. I said. I said every he gonna customer. Have to make up days. He gonna say May Allah forgive me. Yes, I do have to. We all right. We gonna have to make up this day, brother. This was crazy. So join us next week. We really hope. And you know, we don't wait, have, wait, wait. We have you know, to we make really up a day because we curse. I, I, I mean, you know, I mean, this egregiously, you might as well. Yeah, you might as well. So, um, you know, thank everybody for joining us. Join us next week. What's up, Thor? Um, you've been watching this week in white supremacy. Peace, y'all. <laughs> Slay souls haunt the halls when the light is out. They suck the blood of the poor and the wipe their mouth. The last gas of a world that is dying out. Welcome to the whitest house where every